what I said I got a hundred squares If you scared, call a fan yeah, I'm going on and on, get it in Yeah, you know we do Commission in an image Till we finish, gone and bring them to Represent, kick up 40 deep off in the street Bring them heat with no peace Get them to them with no priest Yeah, with no drama, baby That just since he flipped the script Trying to reach them where they at Boulevard or the strip Take a whole sunny side From Trinity to PA From Samoa to Angola To the soldiers on the base This is Christ, that is it The way that we are saved I will shout it from the roof Till they put me in a grave It don't matter, it's whatever I tell them that he raised That's the power of the gospel The reason I'm unashamed 24, 7, days a week 8365. Yeah, you know me, I get it going, going till I'm gone, going till I'm gone. I get it going, going till I'm gone, going till I'm gone. I get it. 20, 4, 7, days a week, 8, 3, 65. Yeah, you know me, I get it going. Man, you already know how we get it going. It's your boy, Kingpin, Big Drake, Made Me Radio Show. Big Drake, what's up with your boy? I'm good, my brother Kingpin. How you doing, man? Man, I'm living life and loving it, man. Living life and loving it, man. On this beautiful sun. It was actually a little chilly. I don't know about down there in Auburn, but it was a little chilly today for us up here in Chattanooga, man. It, uh, it drops about 50 last night, but it's, it's 72. It's beautiful. Oh, no, man. We I don't even know if we hit the 60s today. It was like 58. It, it, was, that, it was that light jacket weather. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but after having a beautiful week last week, you know, it, it was it felt cold because of how, how beautiful it was last week. It's it's just yeah. it's, it's this weather's bipolar. It's bipolar, man. It, it can't make it, it his mind. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Hey, you know what, I was thinking a second ago when uh, we were playing the music, even though I still can't hear it until I re-listen to it. But, you know, listeners, we have been on the phone already almost 40 minutes. We have to somehow... Figure out when we start talking, just start recording because I, I I was thinking like the stuff we discussed was really some good stuff. I know some of that stuff is personal between you and I, but a lot of that stuff the listeners probably could have benefited from. And we do this, we'll get on. And I, I remember one time we talked for an hour. I was like, oh yeah, we kind of need to we gotta go ahead and start recording. I record. I Hey man, that's the challenge when you have like, fo- folks. We're, well, I mean, it's evident because we ain't get paid. We're, we want two people just put together and told to record a show. Like, yeah. we decided we talked so much in the stuff we talked about. I was like, I bet other people would like to listen to what we talk about. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. That, that, that's the basis of our shows. Like, we just like to let people listen in to our conversation. But you're right, man. We get to talk. <laughs> Like, yeah. uh, hey, we gonna record today? Uh, so I guess it's about. Well, it was like yeah. you know. So, listeners, we celebrated 24 years in the Sigma world uh, this week, and so uh, we got a chance to get on a Zoom call with all of our line brothers, all seven of us. And brother, yeah. what we ended up talking about two, two and a half hours. Yeah, almost three hours. Yeah, <laughs> almost three hours. And I bet you most of us were like, oh, we'll get on 45 an hour times. We'll be good. But you know, we just kept talking and kept talking and picking on each other and cracking jokes, but also sharing stuff. It was, it was amazing. Because because some of us thought it was going to be quick because they stayed in the car the whole time. Just- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And eventually, like, ah, let me go ahead and go in. I guess I better go in the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But no, man, I, I always love that. And, you know, we said it for each other, too. And and again, it's it, it's evident for between me and you. Uh, like, I'm, I'm grateful, man. The Lord gave me six people that I, I like, like I like. It ain't, we weren't yeah. just, it weren't just people I was picked with. Yeah, we were picked. We didn't know, many of us didn't know each other for real, for real, until we played. But it's amazing how connected and how we grow. And we're all very different. Very different. Yes. Like, yes. we were reading Instagram profiles. That's why me and Big Drugs talked to before. And listeners, if you've never taken this, I'd encourage you to go out and take it. It's it's called Enneagram. E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Uh, it's the first kind of... Per- it's a personality profile, but it's different. It really goes more into your why. Why you do. Not how you do or not what you do, but more into why you do what you, you do. And so, uh, as I, me and Big Drake was talking, we read all, all nine of them. I guarantee you, we very well may be, I don't know if all seven, we're seven completely different ones, but there's probably at least five different profiles out of the seven of us. Like, I would say that's exact, that's about how different we all are. It might be seven. It may be seven, because like, I'm thinking, I'm like, who would probably be alike? The only two, I don't know. I think Roland and Game are a little bit closer alike. They may would grade out the same. Maybe. I don't know. But, but, I don't know. but we are seven very different people. Yes. <laughs> yes. And after 25 years, I mean, you know, we're, we're brothers. So yes. We fought. We've had disagreements. You know, not gotten along, but it all still gets worked out and we all still come back together. That's right, man. That's right. So so it's it's been a blessing, man. Uh spring ninety nine, uh April eighteenth, eleven twenty five, twenty five seconds, man. We crossed those burning sands, man. So um yeah, it is it's been a it's been a great journey. And what did we count up? Didn't we count up twenty total kids between us? Was it twenty? I thought it was eighteen or something. It may have been eighteen. It was a high number. A kid yeah, and one and, grandbaby. And we one of us is a grandfather. So. <laughs> one grandbaby. So yes. uh so man, it's, it's been a it's been a great ride, man. It has been uh, absolutely a, a great ride. Um as as we've grown in this thing. I, I was a little depressed. I did see some numbers from um uh Auburn over the last, I guess, five decades or so. Uh one of our Frat brothers Mike Shep uh, had went to something. Uh, what was it? Was what's coming this weekend? Um, Smokey Robinson. You said Smokey Robinson. Yeah, Smokey Robinson did a concert here all- this well, weekend. Said, yeah, I'm on the road. Yes. That was it. Was it Black uh, Alumni Weekend? I don't know if that was the reason why. I'm not sure. Huh? Because I saw a panelist. Um. And other stuff, I think, I don't know if it was this weekend or not. It was coming up. It may have. Yeah, it was this weekend. So that's why they was all in town, Big Drake. Uh, it was mm-hmm. Black Alumni Weekend, so apparently I didn't make it. That's that's pretty evident. Uh, and you didn't make it, of course, either. <laughs> and, and I was there. And I was, I'm, was there. April 21st through the 23rd. So you and Boogie both missed out. It was Black Alumni Weekend yeah. this weekend. Uh, my bad, because I get all that information and I did not share any of that with you. <laughs> you know, I, I get it too. I ain't gonna sit here and act like I. I mean, <laughs> now I forgot that that was this weekend, but I do remember receiving several emails about 
Black Alumni Weekend. But you know what? It goes back to what we talked about off the line in about the Enneagram. Yeah. Like, that's, you know. <laughs> and, that's draining. Not saying I don't. That's draining for it. you. That's draining. Not saying I don't care about it. I'm, I'm all for it because I know you're getting ready to spit some numbers and how, how the number has been declining. So I'm all for Black Alumni. But at the same token, I'm going to just kick it out yeah, I'm not gonna go do it. I I appreciate them numbers. I like to see something different, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I just saying, too many people. I, Somebody else can do that piece. So they had a sneaker ball Saturday night. Uh, I wonder if that was what Smokey Robinson. They had a black people meet on Friday night. Uh, they had a luncheon. Uh, campus tours, the Black Alumni Council, uh, Auburn through the decades. So that was the piece that I, I saw some slides from. Uh, and then they had a, a, a alumni awards brunch this morning uh, from ten to twelve. Okay. So they did. They had a lot of good stuff, man. Uh, yeah, but like I say, it, yeah, I don't. Yeah, you ain't gonna do it though. You. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no, I'm good. I'm, I'm straight. Wishing nothing but the very best. I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying. And so one of the so the stat I saw this went. Uh, this was talking about when it gave course tuition and how that's went up over the years. Uh, total student total student body and then percentage of blacks and total blacks. Right. So 1970s Auburn's annual uh, tuition. Uh, I think this is in state was five hundred twenty seven dollars. Wow. There was sixteen thousand students. You know, those 16,320 students, 324 of them were black. That's 1.98%. 1980, tuition went from 527 to $1,168. From 1,600 students to 1,900 students. And for 324 blacks to 616 blacks. So almost double. And that was at 3.8%. Uh, 1990 tuition went from 1100 to 21, $2,200 21,000 students and total blacks 1,221 so we, we broke four digits so that's 5.6% 2,000 this would have been us alright so 2,000 uh, tuition doubled more than doubled it went to $5,000 a year, uh, 23,000 students, and right at 1,800 black students. So the 2000s was the highest percentage of black students at 7.6%. 2010, tuition doubled again to $10,000, 27,000 students, and 1,864 black students so the student body increased by 4,000 black people increased by 70 (laughs) (laughs) so percentage went down to 6.8% and then 2020s which is what we're in right now tuition is $12,000 a year 31,000 over 31,000 students and black Enrollment has decreased down to sixteen hundred students, black students. 
So from 2000 to 2020s, the student body went from 23,000 up to 31,000. But the black enrollment went from 1,800 down to 1,600. I don't, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> you know what, man? I, I, I really don't think that's a bad thing, and I'll tell you why. I think the last 10 to 15 years, and especially here recently, like with Dion and all that stuff. You think I HBCU think enrollment went up? Yeah, I do. I, I think we are making a conscious effort to just go to black institutions more. Nah. No, I, you know, I think you, got think a, about, you may be on something right now. But, but, but think about this. You remember when... You and I, well, I, you know, our generation, we were going to college for whatever reason. It seemed like it was a negative stigma around going to an HBCU. Like we had to go to a white school almost. Like it was like, oh, no. And let me say this, it's not that we ever looked down on that. Nothing like that. But it was kind of like, oh, yeah. What? And then now that, that resurgence of, hey, you know, black Black colleges are, are the bomb, and you get this experience. You know, you don't have to worry about certain things you have to deal with with majority white universities. There's this connection, there's this family atmosphere, and it's it's fun, and you still get higher education and learning. So I, I think that's make a that has made a resurgence in our community. And I don't think I mean I I'll, I'll, I'll say let me let me let me rephrase that. Do you think it was a negative? outlook on us for HBCUs or was it equated as something of more of an achievement to get into a white school? Well, and you know, negative stigma may have been, you know, strong. And, and when I say us, I don't mean we thought of it that yeah, way. Yeah, but people in general. I'm thinking like, like yes, the people in general and the way the, the media spent like all of all of my family went to an HBCU. Like all of them. <laughs> Gramlin, 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 a few Southern, some Dylan, some Xavier. So I mean all of my family. So, but but it's like the way the media twist and turn things. It was like, well, if if we're gonna go to college, it needs to be at a majority white institution. Yeah, because because again, we got we got pushed down our throat a lot about the connections and making sure being a part of the alumni base and and yeah. how much more that had to offer to us and all that other type yeah. of stuff. And that's what I'm saying. And all that was propaganda. All it really was. was. <laughs> but but it, but like I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know if it had anything to do with our views on HBCUs or the propaganda no. sold to us about the views of these prestigious white universities. And so yes, again, yes, as yes. during that time period. As we were those trailblazers trying to, that we were that, remember, we were that real first generation that we felt like, that our parents and grandparents felt like we would be the ones to get the seat at the table. We were supposed yes. to be that yes. that revelation of Dr. King's dream. And so getting yes. into Auburn, they were like, oh, Prentice is going to Auburn. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it was, yeah, yes. he ain't got it. He ain't going to a He ain't going where he... Uh, where he, you know, where he got to, or where he could go, he going to Auburn. Yeah. So they yes. carry like that yeah. to your point. I think you use the proper word that the propaganda of us being in those schools became so prevalent. Mm -hmm. and, and I've even, yeah. you know, you know, I think me, and you've talked, and we talked on the show. I think in, in times past, dude, I'm so over drinking even the college Kool Aid. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't have to go to college to make a great living. Like, <laughs> like we were sold a bill of goods that don't necessarily equate. Now, some of us 
college was absolutely what we were supposed to do. It fits yes. us. It you know it wasn't challenging per se necessarily. It fit who we are, how we learn, all that type of stuff. But brother, if I'm not somebody that that fits, there is I've, there is thousands of ways you can earn a really amazing living without going to college. Yes. No, so, man. So now I'm so on a big kick when I'm going to talking to students. They're like. I'm like, yeah, college is cool, but it ain't for everybody. And I'm not just saying it ain't for people that don't make good grades. Like, there may be people that don't make good yeah. grades. And I'm like, I just don't want to go to college. I'm like, I bet. Cool. What you want to do? Because let me yeah. help you then find something that you can still make six figures, take care of your family, don't have to go into six figures of debt. Because mm-hmm. think about this, dude. As we talking, so when we were in school, it was about 5,000 a year, right? So mm-hmm. four to five years you're talking about twenty to twenty-five thousand in debt. That's no books. That's not school, no housing and stuff like that. Just in school tuition, brother. Right now, we're talking about Auburn at twelve thousand a year. Mm. Brother, that's coming out of school then with fifty to sixty thousand dollars in debt if you yeah. don't get scholarships. And you're not gonna be a doctor. And you're not gonna be a doctor. <laughs> like that's crazy. <laughs> That yeah, is great. And if you're going to go be a doctor, you got to tack another four years onto that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then residency and all this other stuff that you probably get paid for. So, so yes. I, I'm, I'm so off that kick right now. Like it ain't like I, I'm, you know, and I, you know, I, I speak from the position of being able, um, you know, when I go and talk to students, I'm like, Hey, I'm speaking from a position that I've been in, in leadership that I've hired both. I've hired electricians and technicians and I've hired engineers. And I'm yeah. telling you, I'm standing before you as a manager, as a leader that's, that's been in this world on this side of the table. If school ain't for you, don't go. Like, go get something else. Go learn a trade. Go to go to the community college. Take you 18 months and go ahead on and start out making you $50,000. Like, don't waste your time. Hey, this, this, this is our show. This is what we yeah, we talk this show. Yeah, let's go. That's what we do anyway. Okay, so, and I know we talk about this a lot. I know it always comes up. But, but this is, sorry, my, my, I don't know if you can hear my, my vehicle doing things. Yeah, you good. I'm, I'm, okay, so, think about this. There were times in our history where trades were pretty much offered for free. Yes. And because we were not allowed to go to certain universities, that's what we did. We started getting trades. And just like you're speaking about now, you can be well taken care of and live a very, very good life working a trade. Yes. We had these black communities that people did not have degrees, but they had trades. They had their own business. And those were affluent communities. Well, a certain demographic saw, saw that and was like, well, we have to rewrite the script. We have to change certain things. So then the message was, you have to go to school. You have to go to college. You have to get a higher education and degrees and degrees and degrees. And so also what they did was they took the trade out of the high school. So now you have to go to a quote unquote trade school to get those skills. So now they started feeding us and telling us, hey, you need education, you need education. And what started happening? 
our counterparts still were getting jobs over us. So what else did they tell us? They say, hey, you need to get more education. Get your master's. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because it's still on us. We're not pulling ourselves up by the bootstrap. Yep. But nonetheless, it still never worked out for us. So now we're in debt. We're still struggling to get jobs, maintain jobs, and get promoted in those jobs. So you talked about this several years ago when you went to the Legacy Museum. After slavery, incarceration became the new slavery. And when they told one demographic of women something that they have never told any other demographic. We'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. You don't need them. You need to be independent. Yep. You know, so now you have the black male who's uneducated. He spent half his life in jail. He doesn't even have a skill because skill. Yeah, I lost you for a second. You said you had one demographic. Yeah, the, the, go finish your thought, man. Yes, there's only been one demographic of women that has been mm-hmm. told something. And they told this demographic of women that, hey, you need to be independent. You don't need a man. And that's the black woman. Yeah. So they said, be independent. You don't need a man. And guess what else you need to do? You need more schooling. You need more education because you don't need a man. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Kingpin. They haven't told white women that they don't need their men. They no. haven't told Spanish women that they don't need their men. Nope. They haven't told Asian women, Korean women, Japanese women, European women, German women. They only told the black woman in America that you don't need a man. So once our man who's undereducated, spent half his time incarcerated and doesn't even possess a skill, comes back home to where he can feel like he's king and, and needed. But what is he told by the black woman? I don't need you. <laughs> I don't need you. <laughs> well, look, I don't need you. hold on. And you, you forgot a little key piece when he gets out, right? Because uh-huh. I, so for your independence, some of them I gave independence, some of them I gave Hey, I'll give you, I'll support you in what you need, right? I'll give you housing and I'll give you a food stipend, blah, blah, blah. Oh, but there's one caveat. If you get these things, you cannot have a man that lives in this house. So if you get WIC or you in Section 8, you cannot have a man that lives in the house. Why would we have that restriction? Why? If it's financial based, why does it matter if there's a man here and that we're still under the threshold of the finances. Yes. Because when yes. I file taxes and file married jointly, you can't. You worry about the total income. You don't worry about whether it's two or man or woman or woman and a woman or what, right? Yeah, yeah. Nah, but for this, if you want yes. this money right here, you can't have a man in that house. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just think now, we have stopped drinking the Kool-Aid so much because, it, and I say like we were drinking the Kool-Aid, it's just the information that we had. It was pouring down our throat. Information <laughs> that, yeah, that was presented to us. Yeah. But now that we're seeking out our own information and seeking out some truths, now we're starting to see, oh, first of all, I, I, if, if I I don't need a degree to be a fluid in life. No. So that's one thing. <laughs> and then second, I particularly don't need a degree from this particular institution to have an affluent life. So let me go somewhere. For one, I'm welcome. For one, it's a cultural thing. I'm with people who share the same culture and identity as as me. I'm being taught. And and think about it. If if I'm in this particular uh, HBCU and I'm still seeing the alumni, the affluent alumni, the people who do have... The doctors, the lawyers, the whatever. Yeah, 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 the engineers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... 
too, once again, this propaganda was shoved down our throat. I'm seeing a different circle than what you showed me, than what you told yep. me. Yep. I, I agree, man. And, and, and like I say, in, in, in the other piece for me, uh, I, I talk a lot about the, you know, uh, about the skilled trade piece. I'm like, y'all don't realize, I, was, I tell folks all the time, especially people of color, I'm like, so here, so they told me to go get a degree. And my grandparents, you know, my praise the Lord, I stand on the shoulders of my grandfather. And my grandfather, you know, he wanted me to go to college. He, you know, I was equipped for it. He, you know, I had, I had the, the capacity to do it or all that stuff. He worked really hard and pushed to make sure I went to school. And I'm grateful for that. But man, having been on the manager side of hiring both engineers and technicians and trade tradespeople, here's the other piece I got, Big Drake. So you told me to go get a degree so I could come out and better myself. But you knew that I was coming out into a field, no matter what that degree is in, I'm coming out into a field that my performance doesn't get me recognized necessarily. My performance doesn't get me promoted. It's people that promote me. So I have to still go and look for somebody else to, to validate, not necessarily validate, but to give me the next move in the next step. Yeah. However, yeah. when I when you got me out of the trade, you start building and developing and forming and strengthening these labor unions, which I still call the, the biggest uh, 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 mafia in the country still. And, that, and don't make me get on my soapbox about the labor union. They are the most non-inclusive organization in America outside the church. <laughs> but when I'm in a labor union, my performance and my seniority are the two biggest factors in promotions. So as long as I do my job and I show up on time and I'm always here, you don't have a say-so whether or not I get that next job, that foreman position, or the lead electrician position. Because when I get the time and the other people retire and I'm next on the totem pole, ain't nothing you can do. I got the spot. Yeah. So I need to dilute that pool. I ain't finna let y'all just ascend into that position, those positions. In the timing at which they took a lot of people out was in the time when the baby boomers were starting to retire, which was a few years before the baby boomers would have started to retire in the time when our people would have been able to start ascending into some of those leadership positions. So not only did you tell me to go get a college, you told me that so I could get in one, another piece, so I could go get, get add on this debt, this make-believe debt. <laughs> so I'm going to come out with 50000 in debt. I'm going to go into a field that everybody else makes, I mean, tells me when I can get the next promotion. While old buddy John or Johnny over here went to the trade school for 18 months, free probably, came out and started as an electrician, and now all he got to do is bid his time. Even if Johnny sucked, if he the next man on Totem Bowl, he got the job. Yep. No question asked. I'm telling you, family. Yep. I, you know, for, some folks may say y'all always talk about race. Well, it's because we black, and we all, yeah, <laughs> and we live in America. Because, because we've experienced. Yeah, this. I'm not talking. I'm not talking made up stuff. Yeah, you know my struggles with the Lee County Sheriff. <laughs> we ain't talking oh, no. made up stuff, man. We're not talking made no, up no, stuff. No. I've seen. I sat there and watched, man. And I'll tell you this: this other piece. This is just a, from a money piece. Forget all the other stuff. Just money rise, right, bro? I've hired engineers. 
I can hire a brand new engineer out of college at anywhere between sixty and seventy-five thousand dollars a year. All right? They're gonna be what twenty-two to twenty-three years old because they had to do four to five years in college, and they're gonna come in with well, when we came out fifty thousand dollars debt. Now we're looking anywhere from seventy to a hundred thousand dollars in debt, right? Twenty-three years old, seventy to a hundred thousand dollars in debt. I'm gonna pay you anywhere from sixty to seventy-five thousand dollars. Brother, I can hire an electrician who did 18 months of school, maybe 24 months, and did a one-year apprenticeship with somebody, two-year apprenticeship. So now from 18, he's 21 years old. I'm going to hire them at anywhere between 80 and 90,000 without overtime. With overtime, they're going to make between 125 and $150,000 a year. No debt. No debt, all right? Compound interest of money, Big Drake, tells me I can't catch that. Because here's the other piece. So I'm in leadership. I'm in second, third level leadership. I'm one of only three to 5% of people that actually make it to this level. 90% of people that come out with a degree will be an individual contributor all of their life. Your money ceiling may possibly get to what this electrician do, but more than likely, it won't ever reach what he can ultimately make year in and year out. Compound interest of money says you will never catch that. You won't catch it. Yeah. That's crazy, man. My uh, life didn't change. I'm serious. (laughs) Well, I remember talking to my mechanic and him and I have formed a friendship over the years. We're just talking to him, and, and uh, he was telling me he was working for a particular. Because I mean, he's my mechanic. Like wherever shop he go, I'm, I'm taking it there because I'm the best <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah. he was telling me about this one particular shop. He, he ended up having to have back surgery. He had no benefits. Like he had to spend his own money. He had to. Uh, he was out for like three months. He had no workman's comp or. Family time off or leave, but none of that stuff. He was the uh, owner. I mean, I thought the owner, but at least helped me out a little bit. If I didn't work, I'd have a chat. But financially, I was okay. And he decided to share with me how much he makes. You, you think of a cat, you know they make money. Yeah. But you know they dirty and, you know, they work in shops. But you know, that's just a, a visual and how the visual affects the mind and how you think and perceive things. He said, man, I make $200,000 a year. That's it. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> uh, so can you can you start teaching me how to change? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So so I untwist. So I, I turn this to the left. How many turns do I turn it? I yeah. Okay. So what catches this oil when it falls? What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it is like, wow. it's crazy. I'm seeing and Big Drake. And any but but here's the other piece I I really like to tell young people. Big Drake, some people will be far happier greasy and dirty and doing stuff with their hands than they would sitting in an office behind a a, a computer like I do. Yes. So it's also like it not only financially can you be better off, but it also may actually fit what you want to do long term. I mean, it may make you happier day to day because you're doing stuff that you enjoy. You're in the field. You're up on the car. You're able to do some stuff that may be in your passion or stuff that actually fuels you, man. So yes. no, man, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm 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 completely, completely, completely. Uh, when I go talk to young people in schools, I I, I try to talk very intelligent. 
<laughs> and I do. I share my background and my, you know, my my uh, my resume because I want them to know. Look, I'm talking to you from experience, and not experience as a worker. I'm talking to you from experience as a hiring manager. I'm telling you, seeing both sides of this, I'm like, look, don't knock this other line of profession, dude. I had a dude come out and change out my uh, change out my um, uh, hot water heater, plumber, right? Me and him were still talking, man. He a young dude. He was younger than I am. And he asked me where I worked. I told him. He was like, yeah, a couple people in my neighborhood work out there, too. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> he said, yeah, it's kind of funny because when you hear plumber, most people think, you know, how literally crappy my job is. <laughs> he said, but I just told you, a couple of people in my neighborhood live out there. I mean, work out there with you. I live in the back. They live in the front. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and that that dude, I think when he was talking, I think he told me he said, "Man, he said my first year out when I was working with somebody, he said I cleared about eighty to ninety thousand. He said within three years I had my own truck and my own portion, and then within another year or two he went out on his own. Even when he got his own truck, he said he was clearing about one twenty to one thirty. When he went out on his own after you know after he stabilized, he said now I had to put back because it took some lean years to get known." He said, about two or three years once I stabilized, he said, man, I'll, I'll clear 250 to 300 easily. Yeah. He said, now, is my job crappy? He said, yeah, it very well can be in a lot of days. He said, I'm under houses, I'm under this, I'm under that. He said, but but my kids go to whatever school I want, my wife want them to go to. <laughs> she drives yeah. whatever car she wants to drive. He said, he said I, I I see something different every day. He said, so I don't, yeah. I don't, it, I, he said, I like working with my hands. Yeah. So it fit what he wanted to do, man. But exactly. again, our kids don't. Like I said we were sold propaganda, man. We were told yeah. one thing, and it just it 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 wasn't all it wasn't all what they told us. Because <laughs> man, I can remember when I was in high school, you could get a trade. Hey, if that's school, if you know school ain't your thing, yeah, go get a trade. Offer get you a trade in the high school. So yep. when you graduate high school, you already can get to work if that's what you want to do. Well, they took that out. Now here in Tennessee, they put that. They've started putting that back now. So oh, okay. you you have what they, they they have what they call pathways now, and so some uh, of those pathways are are uh, welding. They got some pathways. You know the new thing, Metatronic, so you can like work in like the te- the Volkswagen plant and stuff like that. Uh, so how to work on those robots and those equipment, doing that type of stuff. Uh, they got um, uh, like I said, welding, pipe fitting. Uh, auto mechanic. There's a couple of auto, couple of schools got auto mechanic stuff in now, and so so they are recreating at least here in 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 our portion of Tennessee, they are recreating those what we used to call trade. Now they just call them pathways, and those are the people I like. To, these are the kids I like to go talk to, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah I, I want you to know, man, you are in and in Tennessee, they'll the you know Georgia and some other places have the Hope Scholarship. Tennessee, if you're a resident of Tennessee and have lived here at least two years, you can go to to uh, to community college free. First two years are free. It's on Tennessee. <laughs> as long as you maintain like a certain GPA, like it's like two five or something like that. Their first two years, you can go get any associate's degree, and it'll be absolutely covered uh, by the state of Tennessee. So I'm like, you literally can go earn a trade for free. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, man. It's it's. It, I've been on that, this kick for the last five, ten years, five or six years now. Um, 
I, here, here's one example I'll give you, and I won't call names. I won't tell you which stop it was. I once had a person that came over for me from a trade. He went back and got his engineering degree at night, right? So once he got his engineering degree, he wanted to come be an engineer for the place I was working. Do you know? And because of the so the engineers at the, this place I had had a had a union. Do you know that that union? This guy had to take almost a twenty thousand dollar pay cut to come wow. work for me to be an engineer. Wow. And the union would not let me pay him because I would have paid him what his old salary was. The union yeah. would not let me pay him that salary because he was crossing unions. Wow. So they made me pay him. The only thing they would let me offer him was an entry-level salary, even though he had been working 10 years in the utility for the company just on the other side. Now this man got a degree and I had to offer him $20,000 less. <laughs> but he took it because he wanted, he, wanted, he wanted to use his degree. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, it just, I wouldn't have took it. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> that, that has, that's the main reason why I had taken some of the jobs I've been offered. You know, God has blessed me. Uh, each year I've been at Jones, I've had at least one Sometimes multiple, sometimes several, sometimes through different avenues and different channels. I've been offered the same job multiple times. But that's part of the reason why I'm still in JUCO because I'm not going to take a $20,000, $40,000 pay cut when I got two miles to feed. You're three right. miles to feed. <laughs> I, I, I'm not doing it. Can't do it. Can't do it. That, my priorities don't let me do that. <laughs> you know, supposedly. The, the job is a, a higher classification of football. But you're paying and me it's less. It's crazy how this thing works. So I, I make what I make here at JUCO, which is okay. Yep. But I'm, I'm going to have to take a $20,000 pay cut to go to the next level that you say is for me, the next level of football, before I can really make some money and go to the next level after that. You miss me with that, man. Yeah. Yeah, they, they farm system. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy, man. So, listen, listeners, you never know what you're going to get on the Made Men Radio Show. We, you know, again, that's why I love I love our show because it's our show. But I also love our show because of our versatility. <laughs> yeah. and, and Keith, man, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Until you said our show, for the past 15 minutes, I forgot we were taking <laughs> Talking to Big Drake on his ride back to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah. it is, man. No, I, I agree, man. I, and and so and when I saw those statistics that they posted, that's what it did. It made me think about that. I'm like, man, we were sold a bill of goods, man. I'm like, yeah, and, man. And, and and and. But I think I like your perspective. I didn't think about that. That it's pushing. You know, those numbers are can be deceiving. Yes, on one end, I would like to see. You know, minority enrollment at, at Auburn and some of those schools go, you know, increase. But on the other side, I don't want to see it at the detriment of our HBCUs and what's being built. Now, let me ask you this, too, though. So we talked about I don't think it was a negative towards HBCUs. However, there was a period in time and I felt like it was there that 90s and when we were coming out where our HBCUs were very poorly run, though. 
Would, I would, you, agree, with would you agree with that? I, I would definitely agree with that. And we and I learn. think I think so many people had showed shown a light onto that. That now HBCUs have stepped up their administrative game as well to ensure yes. that they have people in position that actually are building up those skews in the manner they should have been during that time. Because I remember that's that's what I seen when I was when I was coming out of school. I agree. I agree. Um, but you know what, man? I think I'm just call it. I think they're crooks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do. The piggy yeah, banks at these big schools are just bigger. Yeah, and uh, it's it's not going to be publicized as much, man. Brett Favre. Oh my man, this god! This is just a two a year two. Brett Favre has has been stealing taxpayer money from Mississippi for several years, and I'm talking about millions of dollars. Yep. He had something built in his name at Southern Miss, some type of uh, uh, volleyball facility. I think his daughter played volleyball. His daughter for vo- volleyball. Yeah, and and, and we, we we you heard a little bit about it. You ain't heard nothing else about it. Ain't got no nope. Ain't got no. Ain't, ain't been. Ain't indicted. Ain't said he paying none of it back. None of that. Nothing. Nothing. But let us do that. Let that have been <laughs> Dr. Umar Johnson or whatever. Let let that have been God rest his soul. Let that have been uh well no, he ain't dead. I'm sorry. I am put this man in the Let that have been Warren Moon. Mm. That had did that mm. for Mississippi. Mm. Mm. And, and say that have been Warren Moon did that for out didn't uh who went to Alcorn State? Was it Warren Moon or was it um? That was uh. That, that's the one that did that did pass, that did pass away. Uh, oh, why can't that be his name? Golly, but yeah, but Steve McNair, yeah. Let that have been a Steve McNair doing that for 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 uh Alcorn State. Yeah, brother, they would have slid him like a slip and slide under the jail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sure that's will. all ESPN will be covered. Yeah. They would have took his bust out of the Hall of Fame. They would have did all that. Yeah. Yeah, he'd been he'd been deflocked. He would have been out of the Hall of Fame, unemployed, everything. Yes. Not Brett. But it's, it's cool. It's all right. Yeah. It's what they do. It's it's yeah. it's what it, you know what's the sad piece, Big Drake? It's what what's we that? it's what we expect. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's this is why, you know, my, my wife has had conversations with me about it. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving them a pass. I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to say something. Because just, this has become everyday, everyday life for us. Like, they, they, there are no repercussions. There are no consequences for their actions. So, you know, like, it's kind of like what we expect. Well, yeah, it's kind of kind of the way America works. Now, I'm going to say something. Yeah, like, it may be why America works, but I'm still going to say something. It's not what I'm. I'm not gonna keep being silent and let them just go yeah. away like that. I'm not gonna keep letting them act like I didn't see it. I saw it, and I'm gonna say something. Our frat brother, our deceased frat brother, uh, Congressman John Lewis said, "To sit in silence is to agree." That's correct. That's correct, man. And he always sought to get in good trouble. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. I'm with you, man. I, I've. I, I think I shared on the, on the thing. I said. I've decided I'm no longer going to be quiet, silent in the room. Yeah. yeah for a time, I was under the mindset, man, guys, I just, it's great. I'm in the room. Like, I can hear yeah. inside. I'm in the room. I can hear what's going on. I can be able to help us. Like, I was happy just to be in the room to be able to help in whatever way I could. 
And sometimes that meant being silent. When stuff was said, I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna, I'm gonna let that pass. Cause if I say something, then everybody know what side I'm on, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. Day's over. I'm done being silent in the room. I'm gonna be in the room and you're gonna know I'm in the room. Yeah. And if you say, yeah. if something's said out of the way, I ain't, I'm gonna do it. Now the Lord has blessed me with a way to say it. But uh, you know, I ain't gonna be disrespectful and stuff like that. But I am gonna let you know, nah, that wasn't. Nope, that's not. That's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Ain't doing that, bro. Nah, nah. So help me understand better why you think that's okay for us to do that. <laughs> you know, frame it to a way to be like, nah, you got to answer for this one. Tell me again why you think it was okay, or why you think that that's the best way to the best approach for it. Yeah. So. Hey man, halfway through our show. And uh, no sports, so... Uh... Hey, talk to me about sports. <laughs> hey, man, I was about to start off when you told me, let's go on tape. Uh, I, I watch your little Knicks, man, in, in, in the Cleveland Cavaliers series. You right. Yeah, it's some, it's some yeah, good bro. basketball. It's some good basketball being played, period. It really is. It, it, I mean, I kind of... I don't get it, because you know, if you watch football, you know, Playoffs is exciting because it's you no know, one and done game of domination, but the football is still football. But it just seems like in basketball, when playoffs come, <laughs> like, everything is turned up a notch, and you're like, these dudes are the best basketball players in the universe. But I, during the you know, regular season, it's like, oh, that was that was a nice play, but like every shot is contested. Every shot that's made is an extremely contested shot. The, the basketball is top-notch, the shooting, the, the fundamentals, the passing. I mean, it's really great basketball. Hustling what all around. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, what, why do we have to wait to the playoffs to get to that? Which, you know, in, in, in the, the difference between basketball and, and football, it's not one game elimination. You still got to win three, four, five of these things. It, it, it really is. I mean, it is. And, and I don't under, I, I don't know, is it the, do you believe, so it's 82 games, right? Unlike like NFL, right? Where you only got 17, well, 18, 20, however many games they got now. But in the NBA, is only 82 games. And they know, you know what, I got to win. If I win at least 60 to 70% of these, I'm good. Yeah. So I don't have to go all gas, no break. Like, I can take some games off. <laughs> like, I don't have yeah. to. Like, ain't no use of us getting hurt today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, brother, it's it's, it's October. Why are we going to get hurt today? And then you're out the rest of the season. Then you have load management and other stuff. So, I, no, I think, know, I, think, I, think, I think that's a piece of it. Yeah, you know, just, you know, your famous quote, this, this dude got hurt layup lines. Right. Layups. For what? And for what? Yeah. Yes, we gonna we gonna hold you. We gonna keep that bay. I, I said I I'm not even gonna let you go out here and warm up. Well, why? Because old buddy got hurt in layup drills. That's why. That's that's. Hey man, go out there for the tip off. You just hang out in the locker, have your every, uh, a couple extra cups of Gatorade, and just relax. Get your IV and be fresh. We'll, yeah, we'll I want you to the layup drills. <laughs> yeah, go 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 uh go 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 check in the scores table. Nah, nah, you good. No, nah, you don't need to do any of that other stuff. So no, I I, I do. I, I think, I, and so I wonder. Like, say, is it is it because it's so many games 
You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, look, we we ain't got to do all that. Cause cause to your point, now I I, I got to get your take on it. We'll hit some of the games in particular, some of the series in particular. But what's been your take though on what appears to be the propensity of how they're calling these flagrant files? And so so coming out, Draymond Green, right? Draymond got suspended two games. No, he got kick ejected and then suspended for the next game. Because he supposedly stomped on old buddy's chest. Ain't no supposedly that's what he did. Well, I mean, I mean big Drake. I mean, I, I, he, kinda, right he, he stepped on it. Did, well, I mean, I if Draymond wanted to stomp, would he have? I mean, he could have stomped him. So, I'm not. I am. I'm, hey, I'm letting it be known and clear. I am not a Draymond Green fan. I know. We. I mean, we talk. We don't like him as a as a person. I don't like Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> He, he stumped on that dude on purpose. He, he's always trying to intimidate somebody. And then, like, I would, I'm just thinking, if this was Charles Barkley at that age, he did the same thing. I just know, I could be wrong, but I just know in that interview, you're damn right I stumped this chest. I'm going to stump it again. I'm going to stump it. I, should, I want to stump on it twice. And, and I, I'm cool with that. Hey. I want to put man, both feet on I it. Stomped on his chest. I, yeah, I want to put both. I want the party hop on his chest. And then, but, but then, well, you know, my leg and the, I'm not very flexible. You are an NBA athlete. Your leg you ain't flexible. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, I couldn't. My, my leg couldn't reach that far. And I don't want to hear none of that. You know what? Yeah, you know what? If you had just said either I'm sorry or you had just said you shouldn't have grabbed my leg and I'm going to stomp on it again next time. Okay, cool. At least we know where we stand. But you want to give I'm not flexible? Yeah, I'm going to suspend you. Yep, sure am. And you saw what he did. I mean, when he come off the court antagonizing the fans and just, yeah, just, just and, and that's why I told, so me and Zach were talking about it. I said, listen, here, here's where I believe. Do I think those stomp ejection? Yep, I'm good with that. Don't have a problem with that. Now, I do think old buddy should have been ejected because old buddy did. Like, you held my leg, bro. And just, just the same way I'm fast, you could have hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not okay. Don't grab somebody. Why'd you grab the man's ankle? Like, and I think we yeah. give him a pass. The old, old buddy got a pass. Again, maybe the white guilt, whatever you want to call it. But I think old buddy got a pass. So, and I'm with you. So, Dre, yeah, I would have stomped him too, probably. You grab my leg. I I'm a, okay, I may not would have stomped, but I would have kicked. I would have. He would have felt that you won't do that again. I, yeah. I, yeah. I can live with all that. I can live with y'all ejecting it. I did say this. I don't think the stomp in and of itself, though, would have warranted and it, a, a suspension. Yeah. However, and now people take taking homage that they look back at the history because what's called came out, you know, basketball player uh, Joe Dumars, who for the NBA said, "Hey man, we looked at the history." And somebody, you know, some of the commentators, well, what does the history got to do with? Because when I look at history, I look at intent. Who are you? And what was your intent? Let me ask you: Is, is Joe Dumars like? What is his uh, title? He's like VP of VP of basketball. He's something in, in the in the NBA's uh, food chain now. I, I did not know that. Yeah, wow. like he's in. The, I think he's in the executive with the with the NBA now. Okay, and not just Detroit. Okay, okay. And, okay. and so I'm like him though. Like when you look at it, I told Zach. I said, but it's because it's now. It I look at history because I talk about it's not a precedent setting. It's what you are. 
Like you can, like to your point, you you came and you said all this other stuff at the interview. You were lying because that's who you are. I can look at your past and tell you that's who you are. That's what you do. So one, to your point, you didn't come out and say, "Yeah, I did it. I shouldn't have did it. I'm sorry." You made these lies about why and what really happened. You lying because I look at your past. It's your mo. Is what you do. Two. You it's also your MO because when you got to the sideline, instead of sitting down, shutting up, or arguing with the ref about getting kicked out, you decide to put on a full display to the fans, chanting and, and going and jaw jacking all this other stuff. All of this, Big Drake, while the NBA commissioner sitting in the stands. So for the for, for our old buddy the commissioner, like, oh, so 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 forget me? F me? Okay. Okay. <laughs> You don't care on okay. I'm, I'm dealing with, and I'm going to say this word, and I, I think you would agree with it. I'm, I'm dealing with one of my players, and I'm, I'm trying to help him. And, but, you know, it gets frustrated. It gets draining. And I'm like, well, man, if you don't care, I don't care. But I'm like, no, nah, I got to teach him. It's my job. It's what I've been called to do. But it's immaturing, but accountability and taking ownership. Yes. Like, I have a player, nothing Ever is his fault. Yep. Nothing ever his fault. He go to he go the wrong way. Well, uh, I didn't coach it right. Or the linebacker called it wrong. Or he thought this instead of just saying, "Yeah, I went wrong. I messed up." Or I, I couldn't make it to class because uh, such and such didn't win. It's always somebody else's fault, but there's always excuse. Just take ownership, and I, I, I think that's because when you watch it, okay, it's very intentional. Like, you, you meant to do everything that you did. <laughs> That's right. Then when you go up there and talk about it, it's, oh, well, this, or, oh, well, that, which totally makes no sense. Nope. Always you know something else. Always yeah, something else. That, that's what's off-putting to me. It, like, if you're going to be a villain, be a villain. And, and you know the other piece I don't like? I, other piece I don't like, Big Drake? You too doggone old for this. Like, <laughs> like. It, you know, I was telling Zach, I said, I think this is it for him. I'm like, I think Golden State get rid of me or something. One, it was the punch. I'm like, I, you again, going back to the punch, you just, I just can't keep being around you. You punch me in the mouth. Uh, we because can't, we know you're going you, to sleep with his mom. We already know what I'm going to do. We already know what I'm going to do. We already know how I'm going to set that up. We already know I'm going to have it taped from the corner in the closet, and I may play it in the team meeting. We already know that. So... <laughs> But beyond that, hey, watch this pick and roll. <laughs> you know who know how to catch a screen? Your mama. Watch this. I watch how she caught these. <laughs> watch how she bend over and box me out. Hey, you, you know who the best dribble on this team is? Your mama. Watch this. <laughs> you already know what I'm going to do. <laughs> There goes stage right. There goes stage right. Uh, this episode as well will be deleted sooner than that. I mean, so, but the punch was the first thing. And now, like, it's like you can't get out of your own way. Like, he always got to be known about something. And so, too, we can't trust you. We can't trust you. We're trying to be a championship caliber team. We can't trust you to be a committed member anymore. I, I think that's, that's what I said. Think about it. They 
they have, they still hold, I'm about to say hell, but they technically still hold the best regular season NBA record. To be up, is it 3-1 or 3-0 to Cleveland? And everything changed. Olmo, which is momentum, he shifted when Draymond got that technical from LeBron and got ejected from the game and suspended for the next. You knew how many you had coming into the game. You knew how many you had coming into the game. Because I know we talked about this. Yeah. But no matter what, that's the word. You are selfish. Now, are you a selfish player? No. You are on the the court. You do everything that nobody else want to do. You really do. On the court, you do everything we need a teammate to do. But as a person, you selfish, dude. <laughs> You're a selfish person. And I don't know that I can overcome that. I don't know that I can overcome that. So I, I think his tenure is done, man. Um, I can say. Now, but let me on the flip side. So James Harden makes a, a move that he's made a thousand times. And his elbow goes into the lower growing. Cause I won't say he hit old buddy in the in the in the Jews. It just didn't look like it was that low. Unless old buddy wears a, a halter belt or something to pull his, his crown jewels up <laughs> right up under yeah. his belly button. He didn't hit him in the juice. So some good acting. Let's be honest. Some good acting, right? Yeah. yeah. But he still, he makes a move that James Harden, I, I no less than 100 times have made. He gets a flagrant two and gets ejected. Yeah. Joel and B has a dude step over. All right. That's, that's disrespectful. But let's remember, AI stepped over the uh, the current coach of the Lake of the Clippers too. Tyron Lue. <laughs> Tyron Lue. Tyron Lue kick an AI in the in the jewels. Joel and me kicked old buddy in the jewels. In a far yeah, in a far less disrespectful step over than, than the the Allen Iverson is the most disrespectful step step over uh, in the history of basketball. <laughs> that that step over was pretty pretty disrespectful, man, because remember that dude had just caught an alley-oop and kind of, I mean, not kind of, he dunked it on MB. He did. But he's looking at him in his eye. Yeah, but, but, it, walk <laughs> but, it, so was it, you think it was more disrespectful, it was as disrespectful as the Allen Iverson would step over to Teron Lou? Teron Lou was sitting up, was laying up under the, the, the opposing <laughs> team's bench. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Iverson stepped out of bounds to step over him. <laughs> and I think he even grazed his crown jewels right past that man's nose because he was sitting up looking in his crotch as this man was stepping uh, over him. Well, let me be honest with my family. Let me just tell you. You know I'm a very mild-mannered person. You are. But I've said it before. One thing that will get me going immediately is taunting me. Do not taunt me. That's right. So I'm gonna be honest with y'all. My 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 oldest got into a little scrap after school one day. I say one day. I'm talking about the other day. I'm talking about Friday. Uh, no Thursday. What what it means this this past week? Okay. And this is if I'm not mistaken, this might be his first fight, and it was with a dear friend of his. And you know how little boys are. I mean, they they best friends again, and uh, they want to spend the night at each other's house. We're trying to figure that out. But when you know, when I questioned my son, 
Well, you know, you met my son. Yeah. Very like me as far as my own man. Meek, Meek Mile no, Mighty, no yeah. yeah. If, if he got to a fight, what, what did y'all do to push it? <laughs> yeah. Well, him and his kid were, were playing soccer or basketball. They were playing some type of sport. And he said, Dad, he just kept getting in my face. You know, he, he, of course, he don't know Tony. So he just kept getting in my face talking junk. I said, well, did you tell him to stop? He said, yeah, I did. He kept going. I said, well, did you try to walk away? He said, yeah, he got in my face even more. I said, okay, <laughs> well, what did you do? He said, I picked him up and I slapped him. <laughs> and of course, you, you, you know my wife. You know how soft-hearted she is. She's like, well, uh, and well, she, but she called me and told me about it. She, like, she sent me a text because... There's a certain time that she normally will call me so I can talk to the kids and say our good nights and all that stuff. And he said, hey, uh, I'll call you a little bit later. Chacoma got in the fight. I'll tell you about it later. Well, I'm okay, cool. You know, first thing as a parent, I'm like, man, I hope my child isn't being bullied. Yeah. And so yeah. on. Because you just don't want that for your kid. But once she started telling me what happened, I, and I think she thought I was going to have a, a certain reaction because, hey, you know, my son got into a fight. He technically threw the first punch. And, yeah. Because she, because she, you know, she got on. But this is what I said. Well, well how, how do you feel about that? I said, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, I, I, I get not throwing the first punch. Uh, but uh, he tried to walk away. <laughs> but uh, I understand. I, and I said, baby, you know this about me. That's one thing. I like don't taunt me. Don't taunt me. And I told y'all stories. And you know, like so, I. I, I, I get it. I, I'm, you know, I, I talked to him a little bit. And I said, you know, hey, there, there could have been a better way. But I tell you this, I bet he won't do it again. <laughs> and and, and I, uh, when I, yeah, this happened Thursday night. So Friday, Friday evening when I made it back and I picked the boys up on Friday, I happened to rent that, that kid's mother. And I held the door before and, you know, hey, how you doing? And like, well, you know, I hope. Hope the boys, you know, can, can reconcile. Oh, you know, they six or seven. They'll be all right. That's what that's what friends do. They fight. You know, we're we're not like you know, no offense, we're not like girls, but we don't hold a grudge. And she don't. Nah, we we fall. It's over and done. He's like, well, shoot that. She's like, but I said, well, you know, I, I do want to apologize because from what I understand, my son threw the first punch. And she said, no, 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 he shouldn't have been in his face. She shouldn't. He, uh, he shouldn't have been taunting him and so forth. I'm like, well, you know, both of them are wrong, and, and hopefully we'll teach them and show them a different way to handle things. And she said, yeah, because make okay, I ain't gonna say the kid's name anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. But she she said, um, well, I won't ever taunt Quasi again, and I hope he's still my friend. <laughs> so could have handled it differently and better. But guess what? However, however. What you, need that, what you need to get relayed was relayed. <laughs> yeah, mission accomplished. And, and Kingpin, it's funny, man. It's funny we have this conversation. I, I, I had this conversation with my wife this morning because I've always been mild-mannered. I've always kind of kept myself quiet. I've always been big and fat. So in, in grade school, I would get picked on a lot. Because yep. you know, there's this thing that my, you know, when my wife met some of my, my football friends and teammates and all that, you know, it kind of got out that I fought a lot. And so my wife just has two different views of me. So, oh, when you were younger, you were wild, just fight. Like, I ain't never been in no ball fight. I ain't, you know what I mean? And, and I started explaining to her this morning. I'm like, well, I got picked on, but my dad always told me, never throw the first punch. So even younger, I thought I was a pretty smart kid. 
and maybe sometimes I felt I was smarter than others. So in order for me to be justified in the fight, why they're taught to be picking on me, what do bullies hate the most? Being told what to do. So I'd be like, yeah, you're talking all that, but I bet you won't put your hands on me. <laughs> so what you think a bully gonna do? He gonna put his hands and, on you. That's all I need. And not even, not even punch me or push me. Touch me. Just because they're a bully and they're perceiving that I'm afraid of them, they just literally put their hands on me and touch me. Damn. And what I do? Wugga, 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 wugga. I didn't. I didn't throw the first punch. I didn't. Dad, I didn't what, touch somebody first. <laughs> I, what, what, my reply would always be. He put his hands I on me. What you said. I told him not to put his hands on me. That's what he put his hands on. So I had to defend myself. And I never got in trouble. But I tell you what, it didn't happen again. It didn't happen again. And the reason why I got into a lot of fights growing up is because I always went to school out of my area because my dad taught out of the area. My dad taught at the school 45 minutes away. So I would always go to schools out there. And of course, I didn't grow up with these kids. I'm the new kid. I'm heavy set. I'm getting picked up. But I tell you what, it didn't last for long. <laughs> and I would always have to prove myself at each school I went. Because you know me, I'm not a fighter. But I'm, I'm, if you want to get with that, we can get with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm personally okay with that. I, I'm not a fighter, but I'm not no pushover either. So yeah, yeah, I'm not a punk no either. You, gonna, you ain't going to bully yeah. me. Yeah. If you try me, I'm gonna put these things to you. You gonna you gonna be yeah. these hee hees and ahs. Don't no punk running this blood right That's here. Right. This blood don't pump pump. I tell you that right now. You ain't gonna just punk me out, man. I'm telling you. That's that's. And, and so and, and you learn one of those great lessons. Uh, if this is first fight, is how do how do I how do I gently instruct my child to think through the different approaches. Without mm-hmm. necessarily killing the 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 intent by why he chose to stand up for himself, <laughs> yes. Yes. like I'm not gonna tell you, you, hey, what's wrong about this situation is you could have chosen to do something different. That's what's wrong. Yep. Yes. But I'm not gonna tell you it's wrong to stand up for yourself. I'm not gonna tell you it's wrong <laughs> that that old buddy got got tossed on his head because he knew to get tossed on his head. But could you I have been as effective with doing something different? <laughs> Well, you know, even at a young age, I think people know their breaking point. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't trying to stop. Stop. Get out of my face. You know, I, I just think he reached his breaking Like, all right, we ain't going to play right here today. I'm going to go over here and play. Oh, you going to come over here too? All right. I tried. I tried. <laughs> nah, he learned a valuable lesson these days. Uh, you Have you seen that video uh, when Find Out meets <laughs> Ever Out? <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep, he fu- yep. he found out. <laughs> sure did, sure did. And and, and knowing know, the size I, I of your kids, he he's bigger well, than the uh, rest. <laughs> well, see, in, in this particular kid, and I, I try to, man, I you know I, I really try. And this is like being genuine and honest. I really try to have. Uh, a, a non-judgmental point. And I, I think that's one of the things that attract you and I together. Because you know, you can tell, I'm not going to judge nobody. Right. Like, whatever it is, I, I'm, I'm not judging. But, like, their parents, I say their parents, this particular kid's parents, kept him home an extra year so he could be the older, bigger kid in school. Like, they did that intentionally. It wasn't one of those gray areas. Like, like Kai, Kai's birthday in September. 
Yeah. So it's one of them great errors, but you know, he can't get in now. He has to wait another year. It wasn't one of those. They intentionally said, We're gonna hold him back. Because I talked to the dad. I didn't know this. He said, Well, what? he said this. He said, I wanted my son to be good in sports, so I held him back an extra year. So what? he could be Yeah, bro. So I look at that and I'm I'm trying to talk to Jacoma. I'm like, Well, even though you guys are in the same grade, he's really he's older. another year older than you. And that's why his skills are more developed, you know? Mm. See, that changes everything. That changes everything for me about about all of it. <laughs> because 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 again, you what that what that indicates to me though is your parents have a complex that they feel like Either they are superior or they need to appear superior. Mm. And so that's subsequently what you're passing to your children. And so while your child is in my son's face, yeah, is his mouth moving, but is his dad talking? Because of how and what you, you just said you wanted him to be good at sports. So you've put into him, you're better, you're this, you're that. And you've made provisions to try to make that be the case to give him the leverage. Yeah. And so yep. now he ran up against somebody that by age should not even even if even if Tacoma may not be better, should not even be on my playing field. And he is. Because I ain't even gotta yeah. know what they did to know that Tacoma may even be better, but at least he's on his playing field. Yes. And now yes. you you have not raised a child that knows how to handle when some adversity or someone equally as gifted, if not more gifted than you, comes up on the scene. So yes. you're raising one of these little boys, these little boys that's gonna become these managers and other people that somebody grown gonna have to work for. Yep. Or yep. a cop gonna have to come in, in a con, con, come into contact with. Yep. What you raising, man? So Tacoma just say that may have saved that young man's life by putting him on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send Eric. I'm gonna cash out Erica ten dollars and tell her to get Chicoma some ice cream for Uncle Prien because he saved somebody's <laughs> life this week. <laughs> he just changed the course of somebody's life <laughs> this week. Yeah, but and, and see, because you know this particular kid, uh, like I said, they're in the same age. They're, they're not. They're not the same age. They're in the same grade. So when they do stuff. It's always either they're on the same team or they're not. And I remember doing basketball season, they weren't on the same team. I'm watching the game. You know, Tacoma was pretty decent. Yeah. But this kid was so much better. He was. He was, he was better. And He's I'm like, good. okay, well, I mean, he just got to, you know, at this time, I didn't know it. Yeah. I'm like, but Tacoma got to do some work. And because the boys are such good friends, you know, we, we anytime we go to games, we kind of you know, sit with his parents and I'm looking at the dad. I don't know why he felt the need to divulge it. He just started divulging all this stuff. And then I'm like, oh. You you, you know why he felt the why. need? He, he felt guilty. No, nah, uh, he felt guilty. He wants you to know he wanted his kids to be superior. Ah. That feeds his ego. That's mm. why. He, he ain't ashamed of what he did. No, he's, absolutely not. He was not. No, nah, he's absolutely. watching on the court play out exactly how he planned this to play out. And he wants you to know yeah. his master plan worked. Uh, even even telling you yeah. that shows his superiority. 
I'm thinking ahead of all y'all. Y'all sitting here with your little kids, and they just chilling. Now, my son going to have me buying Bill as a senior in high school. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it fed to that. It fed to that. Yeah. And again, that's all, all of this comes about Draymond Green. Draymond Green is that. <laughs> he's one of them dudes. He ain't a good person. Like, he ain't a good person. And so I, I had a problem with him. Get, so I did have a problem with them suspending him. I didn't think the step warranted it. But to your point, had he just said, I'm sorry. You know, man, I, I let my emotions get the best of But Draymond will never do that. He'll never do that. He'll never do that. He didn't even really do it in the punch either. Like, I apologize to him. Y'all just need to get over it. What? what no. <laughs> no. 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 And so, uh, but I did, again, Joel and B, so and B stepping over. So you were okay. But, okay, even if he got disrespected, but he kicked old buddy in the, in the, in the jewels. But what do you think? Do you think he was targeting kicking him in the in the upper thigh? No, he. I think he tried to kick him there, but you know he, he just ended up kicking him in the upper thigh. The inner upper thigh. The inner upper thigh. <laughs> I, I felt like Embiid should have been kicked out of the game. Yeah. And if you suspended Draymond for stepping on his somebody's chest, I think you should have suspended should have suspended him for kicking somebody in the jewels, attempting yeah. to kick somebody in the jewels. Yes, because you can't go to jail for attempted murder. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Let me let you suck at what you do. You still can go to jail. Now, now, again, I think I think it was just because of Draymond's past that that mm. that didn't you know what I'm saying didn't play out. But I do think if you if you're doing it that way, and so that brings me to last night's game, where mm. a, a, another noted dirty player, noted has a history. <laughs> Is he dirty or is he confrontational? No, I think Dylan Brooks is dirty. Okay. He there's there's been he there has been a lot of specific incidents of him doing exactly what he did last night. Gotcha. Like he's gotcha. hit he's hit at least <coughs> I'm gonna try not to exact I think he's hit at least four to six people in the nod, in in the jewels. Really? Yeah, like yeah. it it's a known like that's 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 his go to move. Yeah, it's his go to yeah. move. Oh, you getting to, you getting the best of me? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go and punch in him, and let's see how you go after that. Like he'll do yeah. it falling on the floor. He'll swing wildly enough to make sure that his knuckles graze him. He like he does it. Like he try, he thinks he's smart that he does it in a manner uh, to where you can't uh, call it out. But uh, that, it's been it it's been it's documented numerous times that he's done that. Then, well, he did it. If I'm not mistaken, he did it to Draymond because him and Draymond been going at it all some all season long, and yeah, that's why he he did it to Draymond. And Draymond, like, Draymond, like, no, y'all know he does this. Like this, is what he do. <laughs> so again, he was having a bad game. He getting booed. LeBron and them putting that wood to him, and especially that after that first quarter. It was I mean, thirty five to nine. Yeah, bro, he put that. They were putting that wood to him. I I think he purposely punched him in the in the in the jewels. <laughs> well, see, now, I, I personally didn't know he had a history of it because just you know watching it, like, okay, he playing defense, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. happened. But if he has a history, and this is what he kind of known for. Yeah, he like I want to say, I like to say, bro, I I believe it's it's 
it's anywhere from four to six people that he's done that. Yeah. And Dylan Brooks only been in the league like what five, six years? Yeah, he getting them one a year, man. Like that's that's what he, he be like, man. Who I'm gonna? I gotta get me somebody. Who is gonna be? I don't think I already got one for the year. Oh, they go LeBron sitting right there. Let me punch him. Could he have a six finish? I don't know. That's I. I wasn't gonna go there because of last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> he, he Maybe that's why he don't respect LeBron. He be like, man, he ain't packing. I I I didn't take it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> he old. They shove it up. He old. I I didn't I didn't grab them. There ain't much to talk about. He he fought it. <laughs> Maybe that's why he don't respect LeBron. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we assume when he said he poking the bear, he, we knew what he meant. Maybe we didn't know what he uh, meant by poking the bear. Not. Maybe not. We know not. We didn't uncover. We cracked the code. Code cracker. Oh so yeah, man. Hey, speaking of LeBron, dog. Uh, um, uh, paper mache looked really good last night, though. <laughs> <laughs> he did, and, and as, as he as he stopped being paper mache in street clothes, dude. If he play he like that, dog. If he play like that, and the role yeah. players on that team play like they've been playing this series, it's gonna yeah. be tough. Yeah, they gonna be yeah, a tough man. squad to beat, man. <laughs> but he'll probably have to sit out games for Ingram told me or something. I I would if I was a betting man, I would say game after next he'll end up being out for something. Yeah, yeah. He, he whether it's you know, like I said, ingrown toenail. Yeah. Yeah, that. Whatever. Like, hey man, you know, I got a that that little that little skin in between your two fingers. Yeah, I got a little cut right there. It was a paper cut, and but it hurt because I can't I can't put a band aid right there. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go on this one. They really do. And, and dude, the, the the hype being built around uh, Austin Reeves and Austin Reeves being, you know, the the next coming of white chocolate. This, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's a good player. He good is. Player. I like the moxie he brings to the court. Yeah, I, I like the moxie, but I just want people to to to, to slow up just a little bit, though. You like like he's not he's not old. And when, for for if we have young listeners. Uh, the original white chocolate of the NBA was Jason Williams, um, yes. and 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 he. If you watch Jason Williams play, he really was. He was a black dude trapped in a white man's body. He was. He was all. He was all street. Like he was <laughs> tatted everywhere. How he handled the rock, like everything about his game, was that of of, of New York City playground and <laughs> brothers. <laughs> yes, it was. Like no question asked about it. But so, but again, I, I think LeBron and them are getting a lot out of the role players, man. I, I've been impressed. I really have been impressed uh, with, with what they, what they done. Hey, speaking of that, so who's been your most impressive team so far? Do you think? For you, I mean, it, it, it has to be uh, Philadelphia. I mean, they they, they swept them. Philly did sweep them. I mean, we are talking about the Brooklyn Nets, though. I mean, you know, they in the playoffs, but. I mean, was they really in the playoffs? I mean, 
you know, the team, the team that's there didn't really get them to the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, really, you, that was Kyrie yeah, I, and, and what's called them teams. Yeah, 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 true. Um, but just most impressive. You felt like the, the, the Philly has been been one of those squads. No, no, the most impressive I think has been the Kings. Oh, I, now I'm gonna agree with you on that one, brother. Yeah. Uh, the Kings is putting in that work, man. Is it uh, DeAndre? You something Fox? Uh, yeah, Fox. DeAndre Fox. Yeah. That dude is a baller. No, they they say he is. He's either the fastest or the second fastest player baseline to baseline in the NBA. <laughs> the Aaron, the Aaron Fox, the Aaron Fox. Okay, Aaron, that was decent. Yeah. yeah. That dude, that dude can just flat out go. Yeah, he's a hooper, man. He he is a hooper. Um. Malik Monk, I mean, I mean, they got a good squad all around, man. And they young. Like, they're going to be good yeah. for a while. <laughs> yes. Yes. And yeah. they can keep this going to get them one, whatever it is they need. I don't know what they need because they, they're pretty solid on the defensive end. Maybe get up, give them another score that can create their own buckets. Or, or I don't know if they just need a shooter. I don't know what it is. But they, 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 they got the recipe and. And the head coach is somebody I don't know if you still do, but you used to detest him. I can't stand him. I don't. I still don't. I still. I mean, Why? well, for one, he foams at the mouth. I mean, that that's you know, he he got he you you and I you know I have to watch myself even if I, when I'm preaching, brother. Uh, I detest people that have white stuff in the corners of their mouth. <laughs> and I think oh. he wrote, I think he wrote he, he, he's. Every situation he's gotten a head coach in, other than this one, like he's he's given he's gotten a ready made team, and then he still didn't produce. Like he did, he he inherited LeBron's team, didn't produce. He came, well, got, he coached the, the, the Kobe Lakers, and didn't produce. Like he's he's gotten good teams, and he hadn't produced. Well, I think he needed to mature as a coach because I think that time that he spent with Golden State really taught him how to be a coach. I guess he learned from Steve Kerr. But he even said, when I was a young coach, everything, and you said this, you said that he, he's a stats guy. That's all he cared yeah. about, the stats. And you were right. He said, all I was worried about was the analytics, and I drew up this play. We got to get this play. We got to do this. And I really wasn't invested in people. Well, spending all this time under Steve Kerr, I learned you have to be invested in people. And that's the difference between me coaching back then and coaching now. So, dude has evolved. He's, he's learning to become the best version of himself now. And I give him that. I, I have I have not said anything about him now when he with these Kings. And it appears, and to that point, it appears these boys is playing for him too. Like they laying it all on the line. You know what I'm saying? And that's the yes. difference in a stat guy is somebody that actually cares. Yes. <laughs> There's a yes. different different approach at how we do it. No, no, I, I I do. I give him his credit, man. I think he has these these boys rocking. Uh, Golden State tied it up, but it was close. Uh, and so if you only tied up by one point at the house, like I I'm I'm this kid, this the three game series now that they have would be a big testament because now I think maturity is gonna chip in, and can these boys grow up that fast? Yeah. I think that's going to be a and, big And, big and they lost the game without Draymond. They did. I mean, you know, Draymond went on the court, you still lost. And you so still lost. Yep. And that probably was your worst loss of the series. 
because yeah. they you know they were they were close in that. So can can you can you handle that part of that pressure uh, now as as it kick in? Uh, most disappointing team for me, the Clippers. The Clippers really are cursed, bro. Something. Uh, I mean, we, we, it's, <laughs> now, Westbrook did a great job. Westbrook been balling. He's trying. Yes. But when you, your two stars can't play, it's, it's, you know, it's like, I mean, I mean what, what, are you, what are you supposed to do? I, I, I thought they were going to get blown out. But Westbrook kept them in the game. He really did. They, they, I'm telling you, brother. I believe they curse, man. I, it's just, it's, it's awful. Like they, in a curse because to your point, like every, every year, it's every. something for the Clippers. I mean, got Doc Rivers fired. I, I mean, dog. I, I feel like if Jesus came on this squad, it would happen right before he got crucified. Like every year, it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I know we number one in the league, but. Hey, you know what time it is? Yeah, it's time for me to go to the cross. <laughs> like, it's yeah, every but, time. Hey, man. No, we just signed Jesus. We're going all the way. Wait. They, they, they come in here not to get him? What are they going to do with him once they get him and why they coming? He is the king of kings. Every oh, single they, they, year. They're going to strap him to the cross? Every single oh. year. Every single year, man. Every single year is something. Every single year is going to be something. So yeah, bro. they they just feel cursed to me, man. Feel cursed to me, man. <laughs> I mean, think about it. The, the year that it was supposed to win it, it came out the owner was a, a, a high racist. Yeah, yeah. Out the blue, like nobody saw that coming. How, who does that? <laughs> He's a high racist, but he was dating a minority. <laughs> <laughs> that turned. That was the person that turned him in. Like who does that? Who does that? Videotape the call, tape the call and leaked it that he he he, he cussed at people out. Who does that? Nobody. Nobody does that, man. I'm serious. Yeah, the Clippers are absolutely the most disappointing team, man. I just I can't I can't stomach them. <laughs> have, have the Clippers ever won? Because you know we did the last show. We found out about Detroit and and uh, Cleveland. How they in the past they've won championships. Has the Clippers ever won any type of championship? Have the L.A. Clippers ever won a championship? Zero. Zero conference championship. They've never even won a conference championship. Oh, wow. Not even when they had Chris Paul and all them? Since they was the Buffalo Braves in 1970, they have never uh, won. Uh, <laughs> The Buffalo Braves, the San Diego Clippers, the L.A. Clippers. They made playoff appearances from 89 to 94 when they had, uh, you remember Danny Ferry and Ron Harper was the stars of that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. before Ron Harper went on, they was coached by Larry Brown during that time. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Not then. Not now. Not never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, dog. It's this. This is. There's a whole yeah. segment here talking about future further struggles of the Clippers. <laughs> yes, Kawhi. Kawhi led the Toronto Raptors to a championship, to an NBA championship, Ugh. an expansion can't team. Can't, can't can't do it in, in LA. Can't do Clippers. it with the Clippers. Remember, they had Blake Griffin and and tossing yeah. tossing stuff off the backboard. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Nope. Lob City? Nope. 
Let me ask you this. What? What is a clipper? Do you know that? I don't I don't know what a clipper is and why are they called the clippers? They change the clippers and it never t- I don't remember it even telling me why they were called the, cuz they were originally the Braves, the Buffalo Braves. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then they came to they moved to San Diego in 78 and the uh the San Diego Rockets Moved to Houston. That was after the Rockets, so they can't. They were play, So the Rockets used to be in San Diego, and then they they uh-huh. left and went to Houston, and then the, the Buffalo Braves went to San Diego. Uh, uh-huh. The Braves team officials did not think Braves was a proper representation nickname for the club in San Diego, and a local naming contest ultimately decided on the Clippers, in reference to the city being known for the great sailing ships. That passed through San Diego Bay. Sailing ships are called clippers. I guess so. Oh. Yes, clippers were je- clipper. A clipper was a type of mid nineteenth century merchant sailing vessel designed for speed. Man, I never knew that. <laughs> I, never, I never knew that either. <laughs> so that's why they call the clippers. They didn't think the Braves was a good name to be in San Diego, so so they called them the Clippers. I don't know why the Braves was a good name in Buffalo either, but whatever. <laughs> well, Buffalo and you know, the Buffalo Soldiers and, and Native Americans, the Braves. I think the Buffalo Soldiers were not based out of Buffalo, New York. I think they were based off from <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, probably, yeah, the yeah, animal, yeah, the Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got the Buffalo Bills. Was they named after? So it's funny when I when I Google Buffalo Bill, the actual name that comes, the person that comes up is the American soldier Buffalo Bill. Ah. So I'm wondering, were they named? Out did they get their name from Jack? Blah blah blah. Buff the Bills became. No, they don't never tell. They don't tell me how and why. They they were named. It, it, it probably is a the nasty dark history that they don't want to let out. Buffalo selected originally named the Buffalo Bisons, the same name as the baseball team and the hockey team. The team saw the new identity and named itself the Buffalo Bills in 1947 when they merged. The Bills name proved the Bills were murdered by, with the Cleveland Browns had no connection. The Bills name proved popular enough that it was used in the namesake for the AFL. Nope, don't never tell me why they became the Buffalo Bills, but that that they just they wanted to differentiate differentiate themselves, so they came up with the Bills. <laughs> okay. I wonder if it came from Buffalo Bill because I don't know, just because like, hey, that seemed like a cool name. Let's try the name of the football team that. <laughs> Yeah, and they probably don't want to say that because they probably have the Olsen family members. Yeah, they had the, they had the Olsen money back to them if they if they came out and said that. So yeah, that's where the Buffalo Bills came from. But I tell you, well, we I'm telling you, we are the kings of tangents. How how we, how did we get? <laughs> that's just what we do, brother. That's what we do. Before we get off, man, I just wanna. 
send a shout out to my brother. Yeah, man. You know, it's just, you gotta laugh to keep from crying. Yeah. But like he, he, whatever team he's he on, like the offense just plays abysmal. <laughs> and of course, I'm biased. I'm blaming on the offense. And like, I, I, I mean, I, I want so badly for him to be a part of a winning team. <laughs> And the USFL started a couple of weeks ago. Yep. They are 0-2. I really thought they were going to win Saturday. And then the quarterback just decided to start throwing the ball to the other team. <laughs> and when you start doing that, it's kind of hard to win a game. They were right there. I'm like, ooh, I'm so, I mean. Oh, God. I, I felt like a Browns fan. Like, I'm so excited we're going to win. <laughs> Woo. Almost had it. <laughs> you got to be quicker yeah. than that. Play with my emotions, and I, I mean, I want. And he has a great attitude. He got text up, call up, like, man, that's football. It is what it is. But I mean, I know he wants it. I want it for him. Yeah. Like, put put that y'all prayer request. I mean, just <laughs> my brother can win some games. Let's man. let's get a couple of games under his belt, man. It, it would it would yeah. be a blessing. <laughs> it would be a blessing. Yes. 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 <laughs> Hey, before we get off, the other thing I wanted to hit, man. So, so been a whole lot of talk. Do you know now the latest thing that they've done to discredit this uh, discredit CJ Shroud? Coming talking about the NFL draft, CJ Shroud uh-huh. coming up. They release so there's a new test that they take. So it's no longer they don't just take the uh, Wonder Lick. Now they got this S two or S three or some test that's supposed to so so so, so supposed to it, it is supposed to. <laughs> Sometimes that Athens, Alabama come out and I can't help it. It doesn't matter how educated I am. Uh, so, so, <laughs> it's supposed to. So <laughs> it's supposed to Keep doing. analyze Stop. how you handle, how you process information, how fast you process mm-hmm. information. Mm-hmm. So you know how they do this. So they put it out by putting out first, oh, Bryce Young scored one of the highest scores you can score on this test. All right, cool. Bryce Young scored like a 99. And, and these is weighted off of percentiles of other people that's taking this test. So Bryce Young scores his 99 percentile, 98, 99, something like that. Like, man, like, okay, y'all, we knew he was intelligent. I don't understand why y'all are so shocked. He's the, he's the, he's the, I think his dad is a coach too. Like, he's another yep. one of those coaches' sons. Like, he's played a high level all his life. Okay, again. And then they're like, well, what did everybody else score? And so, like, two days later, it was like, oh, Will Levis scored really well. He scored, like, a a 94 or something like that. Okay. Well, what did everybody else score? Then, like, Wednesday came out. They're like, well, here's the top four. And C.J. Shroud name ain't on there. And then, it, you know, so it's like they, they spread this out over, like, five days. And then it was like, yeah, C.J. Stroud scored really, really, really low. Like what you what you mean really really low? <laughs> like he he scored like if I'm not uh, I'm gonna have, okay I'm let me let me go let me I don't want to lie on the man to score. I think, I'm not a firm believer in that that I said stuff. So CJ Stroud Stroud scored an 18. Oh god! <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> See if they can tell me what the lowest ever was. <laughs> um, so 
Okay, so I told you, what you call him scored a 98. Fresno State's quarterback scored a 96. Levis and Jalen Hall, BYU's quarterback scored 93. Houston's quarterback scored an 84. Richardson, uh, Anthony Richardson scored a 79. Hendon Hooker from Tennessee scored a 46. And, and, and then there's the 18. Oh, <laughs> before I throw my dude under the bus, I just need to know. I, I, I need to read a question or two to see what kind of questions we ask. The dude can play football, man. He can all, play all football. And all this stuff. He can play football. He can throw people open. He can find an open dude. Like, how much reasoning do hey, that dude open? Let me throw it to him. How much reasoning do I need? And, he can escape the pocket. And we saw him play at a very high level against other really great teams, right? Because, because again, is. I would have so, took a lot of stuff as flat. But when I saw what he did against Georgia, they didn't win, but he balled out. He did, and that was like an yeah. NFL team. <laughs> yes, 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 most definitely. So, I, I eighteen. I mean, I, eighteen is low on any test. <laughs> on any test, bro. Any test you take in the world. Eighteen is a low score, bro. <laughs> the only way eighteen is good is if the highest you can make is eighteen. <laughs> that's right. And that's that. I don't, that happen very often. Only score eighteen is all right. Is on the ACT because <laughs> the highest is thirty six. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you, right. oh, you made eighteen. Oh, we can work with that. Yeah, we can work with that. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen uh, for this test, I think is 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 relatively low. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's a good score. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he's going to. I'm like you. I tried to defend. I, I even like say again. I I was disappointed that they leaked it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, what good does this do? Why? And and I'm I'm disappointed. But like, why do you let? Why are other people finding out this stuff? Like, if that's what y'all use, then just do that. But. Y'all ain't, ain't got to put that man business out there like that. Yeah, yeah. So they talk. They I talk. Mean, I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna take the test or see some questions on the test because you know that would tell you about too. I got some some trigonometry, escape equation, escape room type stuff, and you got to hit it. Okay, okay. Everybody don't have that type of mind, but if it's simple, basic stuff, but not. But hey. Who cares about the test? Who throw the ball to the open dude? That's what right? Well, that, and you know, again, they, you know, yeah. one of the one of the attributes that this helps is is processing information really fast. When the defense makes a change, when the, when the safety drops back and the, and the linebacker steps up, what does that mean? What it, you know, the, what's the check down? But again, we saw him. I mean, you know, I'm sure he didn't go off first reads every game when he was playing against Georgia and some of them other teams. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. The tape don't lie. I guess it's NFL that more advanced than, you know what I'm saying? Than, than the, it is. It is. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I felt this was, I don't know. I, I, I felt some kind of way about this. I'm like, again, remember I talked about last week? I said, they going to have an issue that the top three quarterbacks in this draft are all black. Yeah. I hate to say that, but I just feel like that there's going to be an issue. They was gonna put Will Levis up in this in this top three some way somehow. Yeah. And now there's talk that some see him as the top, the number two quarterback off the board. 
That's how, that's how, I, said, that's how, we felt, that's how I felt like it would end. And here's the other bad thing. C.J. Shroud still may not may end up not being good, but as we've said on our show many, many, many times, some of that ain't in the player. Some yeah. of that ain't in the player. Some of it is in the system they go to. Yes. So just yes. because he doesn't turn out good doesn't mean that he wasn't good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look at uh, uh, Lawrence in Jacksonville. Yes. People were ready to call him a bust. Exactly. Exactly. Until he got the right coach. And it didn't just have to be the right. He just had to get rid of that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that, and that, I mean, that dude's taking jobs, boy. He really do, brother. He always he fight. He's like, he a cat, man. He fall on his feet. He not be a good person. He, I mean, he fall on his feet every time, brother. Tell you. Oh. Hey, that, there's one common attribute I see. <laughs> in yeah. him and the people yeah. that hire him. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. So they're talking pretty confident. Most people are confident Bryce Young is going to go to number one pick Carolina Panthers. To be honest, I didn't want to see this. I rather really want to run to see Carolina uh, Bryce Young go to Houston. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. I just don't believe Carolina. I don't know. I'll, I'll reserve judgment. I'll give them a shot. Well, what? I mean, we talked about this a little bit last show. What is Houston known as? Nothing. But a bad organization. I yeah, you're right. You're right. But so, well, here, here's but I do so remember Deshaun Watson earned an uh, ungodly two hundred fifty thousand dollar, two hundred fifty million dollar guaranteed contract playing in Houston. Right? True. true. Um they did I do believe they picked a really good coach right now. Yeah, I think he's a good coach. You know what I'm saying? Let, 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 let's see if he's a good head coach because there is a difference. That that is correct. Now I blame, especially these last couple years, I think this dude they plucked off the, the, the Bill Belichick uh, New New England tree to run their organization, I believe he's fool's gold. I believe he's fool's gold. I don't think I don't think he's the person. And so I think history will show he's more of the linchpin than anybody else. Because I don't think I, I'm not so necessarily they are they are yet an inherently bad organization, but I think what they are today with Cesario in that role, I do think they're a bad organization. Who who was the head coach that that had them at least making the playoffs? Uh, the other black dude. Oh oh, before that, before these last uh, two, Romeo Cornell was there. Um. Oh. Didn't nobody that go and coach that um God Bill O'Brien? Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien had to make it the playoffs, I think. And then Bill O'Brien left and went to and took that Penn State job, I think. Did he get fired or did he something Uh I think he was fixing he was fixing to get fired. Yeah. So, I mean, now, I think the Houston Oilers, which I guess is the same. No, Houston Oilers no, became the, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, yeah. Right. so that's, that was the other piece I was gonna say. Remember, this team has only been around since 1999 or 2002. This Houston Texan team. Yeah, I know, but that's that's my point. They, what have they done? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, they ain't won no champ. They won a couple of division championships. Uh, Gary Kubiak was the first coach. Uh-huh. And they were just and okay. They, they, they got to the string, but they're fine years. And they do it every year. He had uh he had a season where he went twelve and four four. Okay. And then Bill O'Brien was there for about six years. And they had uh, I'm trying to see if they have some real good years. It don't look like they had no real good years. Nah. And then it's been kind of rebuilding ever since then. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, here, oh, that's the current roster. I was going to say, let me see what notable players have they had in that time. Uh, Adrian Foster, he was good. He was all right. Andre Johnson. Mario Williams. Andre Johnson, the wide receiver. Yeah. So, so they had a chance to get Reggie Bush, or Reggie Bush, or Vince Young. True. And who'd they pick? True. Yeah. Who'd they pick? So, yeah. I mean, come on now. Yeah. No, they don't have. Now, I, I, Bill O'Brien was the only I, winning coach. <laughs> yes. I, I hope uh, uh, Coach Ryan has a, a stellar career there and can lead them to the promised land. But I, I think it's going to be tough. I agree. And they had to, they had to know some of what Deshaun was doing. Come on. Oh, yeah, they had set up some for him. Remember? We talked about that. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. They set up at least 14 of them out of 37. <laughs> <laughs> they set up all the ones through the week. He did the weekends. <laughs> Hey, we can handle these now doing the weekend. Yo, 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 brother. You gotta look. Look, we paid for good ones through the week, but you gotta try to get comparable, comparable service through the weekend. Oh, but can you? I mean, he got some deviant sexual behaviors. Maybe he should have just joined the Facebook group. Like you said, there's a group. Any type of deviant thing you can think of. That takes away the deviance for it, Drake. That takes away the deviant for it. That takes away the deviant for it, man. It ain't exciting when people let me do it. (laughs) You're right. It ain't ain't exciting when she touch you without me asking. He touched me right here. He feel, 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 feel violated if she touched it without him asking, having to ask for it. Yeah. It ain't exciting when she removed the towel. It's only exciting when I let it fall. Can you imagine somebody giving that a woman like, you know, uh, sir, you're sir, you're, you're getting around. Hey, just, you know, do whatever comes down. She's like, what? What did you say to me? Yeah, ain't it ain't it, ain't exciting. It ain't it ain't exciting when uh when when she when I when I bust out the little towel, she said, "Why you need a towel?" That don't excite me. <laughs> what you bring that out for? <laughs> I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna cancel. cancel. I'm gonna cancel. I'm good. I'm good. I don't even want one. Uh, oh man, my thighs ain't tight no more. <laughs> We held it together for as long as we could, then we went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of what we do, man. I mean, 
But you know, I, I, I think, uh, and uh, we, we got to start sending out text messages because, yep. like you said, our, our listening viewers is bad. And we, when we were on our conference call with our OBs, they had no idea that we had been back at it all over here. <laughs> like, y'all think, what? Get the show back on? Yeah. Oh, man. So we gotta, it's like we was back on all season. <laughs> but, the, but, but for the people that do listen, I think this is why they listen because you, you can't say the same thing that we say on ESPN. <laughs> That's right. We would, we would love to have a show, but in our hearts, we also know that we wouldn't. We would not like to be restricted like that. <laughs> oh man, we'll be confined, put in a box. I would show. There is a guarantee. I would show would be on a tape delay. <laughs> Never lie. Never lie. There's some shows the producer. Hey, y'all know we can't play that, right? Y'all, y'all know we got to tape delay this. By oh, three seconds now, we need ten. We need a bigger buffer with these boys. <laughs> no, we need yeah. a bigger buffer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our staff would be by. larger than everybody else at ESPN because they'd have to have that many people yeah. ready to cut. <laughs> um, let me ask you this: this is random, okay? But this is completely random, completely off subject. Do you like Coke or Pepsi? I prefer Coke over Pepsi. I have discovered I'm a Pepsi guy. You like Pepsi? I like Pepsi. I prefer, if I have my choice, I like Pepsi over Coca-Cola. I will drink a cold Pepsi if it's available. But if I had my choice, I would pick Coke over Pepsi. I don't think I care as much for the sweetness of the Pepsi. as I think Pepsi is a little sweeter than Coke. I like the sweetness. I don't. I don't care for that as much. I don't care. So let me ask. You, okay, here we go. So hey, have, you a Dr Pepper fan, right? I do like Dr Pepper. Yes. Have, have you seen the strawberry cream Dr Pepper? I have not only seen it. I have sampled it and ingested it. So so, what do you think about that? I have tried it as well. My wife bought it. I when I saw it, I initially snurred my nose at it and said that that makes me gag. And and she bought me one and I tried it. So what do you think? Absolutely delicious. Ah, uh, okay. Absolutely delicious. So no, not so much for you. I I did so un un shocking to me. I actually did enjoy it. Okay. I drunk half and put the other half. Yo, know, put top back on tight. Put it in the refrigerator. Forgot about it for a couple of days, and went back mm-hmm. and drunk the rest of it. Mm-hmm. It still had fizz when I popped the top, but the strawberry cream was far more pronounced the second time, and it was a lot sweeter the second time. And I was like, eh, not as much now. But fresh, fr- fresh crack out the bottle? Yeah, I actually did. I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. And, and you can taste all three separate flavors. You can taste the Dr. Pepper. You can taste the strawberry. Yeah, you, you can, can taste, taste the, the cream. cream. You really can. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. like you know what it puts me in the mind of big drink? It's like a Willy Wonka soca soda. Ah. You you remember when they chewed the gum and they could literally taste all <laughs> all the things of it? Yeah. That's what yeah. it puts me in the mind yeah. of. I'm like, did Willy Wonka create this soda? <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean I, I like it. <laughs> a couple in my room of course i get the i've had both i've had the, the regular and i've had the zero sugar and i like both okay 
I, I'm, I'm gonna give it another spin around the block. I wasn't I wasn't as put off as I thought I would be. I was not as Maybe put off as I thought. I was. Sugar. I may try the zero sugar. sugar. Yeah, I may I may swing and get me one of them and try that. See if see if because yeah. again it was a little too sweet for my taste. I was like, it's gotcha. a little, little too sweet, little too sweet, little too sweet. So, I've been drinking. Yeah, yeah, listeners, if you didn't know, if Big Drake was at a barbecue, the number one soda he want to see in the cooler would be pineapple Fanta. Now, there's no barbecue he'd ever show up to that would have that in the cooler, but that yeah. would be his number one choice. <laughs> well, that'd be my second choice. It would be my number one choice. I thought, oh, 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 cream soda. Cream soda. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, I forgot about that. Which yeah. also won't be. Won't now, be in if, if you go to a barbecue in New Orleans, it would be some cream soda in that. Now, have you thought about? So I didn't know if I told you this. I bought Dylan one of those soda streams for Christmas. I have one. Sir. You have a soda stream. You. I do. So you know they make the pineapple Fanta squirt for the soda stream, right? I did not know that. Oh yeah. No, the pineapple crush, not Fanta crush. Oh, okay, yes, I do know. Yes, I, yes, I've done that. Okay, yes, okay, yes, okay. I thought about it once we had it. I thought about you. Yes, my, but, my wife bought me a couple years ago. Okay, all right. Now, and I, I've, I've, made, I've made a cream soda. I've made a ginger ale. I've made a pineapple ginger ale. I've made a watermelon strawberry pineapple cherry. I, I I I I'm like a chemist in that thing. I mix things I, up. I'm with you. I I have a I have a blueberry ra- a blackberry raspberry uh ginger ale upstairs that I'm gonna finish mm. off tonight. Yeah. Yes. Now, how did you yes. make a cream soda? They actually have the flavoring for cream soda. I haven't seen that. You know, it's, it's it's okay. You know, if you're a cream soda fan like me and you just need a little kick, yeah, yeah, it's okay. But it's it's not something like ooh. I, I, and I want a delicious drink soda. And, uh, and, and you know how, how much I like sweet stuff. It's a tad bit on the sweet side. Oh, so wow. I, like, I have a Dr. Pepper, which is called like Dr. Pete or something. So I'll do Dr. Pete, which is Dr. Pepper, and a little bit of the cream soda so I can recreate Dr. Pepper and cream soda. And it's, it's pretty okay. Now, have you tried, have you considered buying? The cream soda syrup that's not for that and adding it to that. I have not, no. Because like they make Where's some, that big cream soda syrup. Yeah, like the like old fashioned makes one. Uh, I as you was talking, I thought about. It. I was like, let me Google this. They make cream soda syrups. Huh. And I was wondering. I'm like, I wonder does one of the brands of cream soda you really like. Do they sell? Do they make their syrup somewhere? Because remember, cream soda started in old-fashioned soda shops. All they had yeah. was soda water. They mixed their syrup into it to make the yeah. cream soda. Yeah, that might not be good. So, <laughs> because like a certain particular brand, they oh that that. Oh, that might not be good. I'm saying that it may be something to consider looking for. Maybe it may get you what you're looking for. I know, and that's the scary part. Like I love cream soda. I can drink cream soda every day, and I wish I wish somebody would make a zero sugar cream soda. But I, I can't drink it like I must because of the sugar content and my health issue. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So Hale's cream soda flavored syrup. Is on Amazon. 
I'm looking at the ones that like the name look like it's a good cream soda. Yeah. <laughs> Houston Cowboy Cream Soda Syrup. Yeah. I never yeah. Heard of it. yeah, you may you may want to end up Googling that, man. Maybe something. No. <laughs> Maybe you don't need to. Maybe you stay away from that. <laughs> I'm like, I love cream soda. Like, I, like, I mean, I can drink that every day, all day, with each meal, like cream soda. <laughs> all right, Big Drake. Hey, man. We usually give him a thought for day. Hey, what, what's your focus for this? How about we do this? What's your focus for this week, man? Uh, well, we're in spring ball. Okay. And then, you know, I, we had coaches Bible study. Um, and I, you know, I try to participate. I try to be vocal. And uh, it was really talking about unconditional love. Mm. Unconditional love. How does that filter in being a coach and what you do? And, you know, what us as people, we're judgmental. And I said that before. I, I try my best not to be judgmental. And I, I told you to have this plan. Just won't take ownership. And it, it's gotten to the point where the head athletic trainer, she will just say, hey, I've reached the point where I'm not talking to, to you for the rest of the day. Because she can't, she can't deal with him. Then the other trainer, he just refuses to talk to him. It's <laughs> like, I'm not drinking you. I'm like, go, go to the other one and, and so on. So wow. I've I, I really tried. And, and he has pushed my buttons. And He's pushed my buttons to the point where I wanted to put my hands on <laughs> And I'm like, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm a deep thinker. And I thought, you know, hey, I can't do that. I never get a job. I can't feed my family. You know, I, but but in the moment, like, I like I did see red. Like, I want to touch it. I want to touch it. Hang on to you. you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, understanding his background, having patience with him, and really giving him the unconditional love that he needs and is seeking, but doesn't quite know how to go about it. Because mm. deep down, when you pull back the hundreds of layers, he really is a good kid that has had a very horrible upbringing that has lacked love in his life. So if I shut off, off and close the door and, and don't work after a then I'm just perpetuating the cycle of what he's known and what he's seen and how other people have treated him. Because it does get, it, it gets overbearing. Like, okay, dude, you know what? You just do what you want to do. I'm, I'm through. And then he's like, I know, I know. He's still a kid. He hadn't figured it out yet. It, part of my purpose is to help him reach his purpose. And him figuring it out right now, this it's, it's was on my plate. And, and that's what I'm tasked to help. So, you know, if, if you have somebody that you struggle with, you know, sometimes you do have to love people from a distance, but this is a this is still a kid. This is a young yeah. man who who have had some uh, some hurdles in his life, uh, no fault of his own. And I think because he's had some things that has been detrimental to his upbringing that wasn't a fault of his own. When it's time for ownership, he doesn't want to accept the ownership that he has played a role. In. So just helping him mature and all that. And so my focus is even though it may get, get overbearing at times, still show this kid unconditional love. Unconditional love. That, that's a good one. I think my focus, so I'm out of town next week. Uh, my focus this week, um, <laughs> uh, I think my focus this week will be patience. Mm -hmm. um, 
like I said, we got a lot of people coming to town. People have never been here. Um, and, and it's my wife's birthday and all that type of stuff. Uh, I, I will get caught up in the doing and forget the loving. And I'll get caught up doing so much of the doing that I be, I feel like you should know the loving because of my doing. But that's not always love either. Yes. So my, my focus this week will be to not just do the doing, but to do the loving as well. To love her yeah. the way she you needs know. to be loved, to love my family the way they need to be loved, to love these other people that are coming into that's that's family, but you know, don't know. Just to be able to show it and not just be get caught up in the doing. Hey, hey you know what, man? My, my wife and I had a conversation uh, last week because um, she helped me with my football presentation. You know, for coaches out there, it's called a drill tape. You know, for, for nine coaches out there, it's called a drill tape. That's what we do. But it, it's pretty much a, a PowerPoint presentation that shows your film and your teaching progression and your philosophy, your drills, how it relates to practice, to the game. This is kind of a big thing and it's very time consuming. But Erica really, really helped me with that because she has a, a, a creative mind and when it comes to the PowerPoint, you know, I just have a white blank screen that says what I'm doing. And, you know what I mean? But she got colors, she got, I mean, it looks really professionally done. So once it all got done, I said, wow, babe, I really appreciate this. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You know what she said to me? What's that? But do you love me? And I said, well, I mean, I appreciate you. I tell you, I appreciate you all the time. I mean, can you appreciate somebody and not love And And so, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think of it. And I'm like, yeah. you idiot, just tell you love Because yeah. you do. You know what I mean? But, but her love language was like, hey, yeah, you appreciate me. Tell me you love, love me. I need yeah. to hear so, you say I, you, I love you. Yes, yes. Yes. So, so what you were saying, you know, don't forget, you know, but not the doing. Yeah. You're going to do the do anyway. Yeah. But the loving. The loving. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I corrected somebody. I don't remember what what environment I was in. Um, it was this week though, and somebody talked about was talking about. Oh, I tell you, we, we were talking. I was in a leadership, and I was talking with another leader, presenting to some other some some people in class. And I corrected him. I probably, I, now that I think about it, I may need to circle back and just make sure he didn't, wasn't offended that I corrected him. But he, he talked about, uh, you know, treating others the way you want to be treated. And when I got my turn, I was like, yeah, I said, I, I will tweak a little bit to that. I said, I think that's what we've always said. I said, but I actually don't think that that's the best thing. I said, I prescri- I'm trying to prescribe more to treating others the way that they would like to be treated. Not the way that I want to be treated because we all want to be treated differently. I was like, what works for me doesn't work for everybody else. And so trying to understand and get to know people in a manner that they would like to be treated is what I desire to be so that I can give them what they need and not necessarily what I think they need. And I think that I think that 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 that's exactly what you're talking about there, too, is how do we know what they need so that we can love them the way that they need to be loved? Exactly. Did you tell me you appreciate me? Shit, I'm good. I, yeah. I can kill that if you love me or not. You right. appreciate me, so you appreciate what I did for you. We good, baby. Yeah, yeah. all right. Because in your head, you associate that with love then. I do. Yeah, yes, those I are do. the same words to you. And for her, they're not. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. See, like, people at work appreciate me. I hope they don't love me. So, do you yeah. love me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. So. Hey, family, man, look. You know what you know what your boys do, man. Two hours strong, four to five minutes at the start of just straight tangent. That's what we do. That's why you here. <laughs>
Yeah. Hey, yeah. and for everybody that's listening back for the first time, because we sent the email out, I mean the text message now, welcome back. We have been welcome here for back. about a year. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, share the show with somebody. And if you're here because you got the text message and you didn't know we was back taping, that also means you didn't hit the subscribe button. So what we need you to do is hit the subscribe button on however you listen to the show. If you listen on Google or Apple, if you listen at Podbean, you may want to go over to Google or Apple, hit the subscribe button. That way, every time a show is posted, you'll get a notification that our show is posted and you can go listen, man. We're going to get back to sending emails, but we also want you to hit subscribe and like the show, man. Spread the word. Tell somebody else about the show, man. Hey, man, you know how we do. It's your boy, King. Pin, Big Drake, it's the Made Me Radio Show family. We love you, and we'll highlight you next week. Peace. Mercy, know it so well. Oh. Should have wrote this from a co-cell. Oh. Now I'm praying on the floor of my hotel. Oh. Riding on the devil, taking no L's. Oh. He said, don't do it, cause it won't sell. Oh. Now look, we ain't taking no L's. Oh. God say gold, and it won't fail. Oh. Now look, we ain't taking no L's. What did you think? I run dry when my supply is the king. I run high, deny and sign with the beast. I wouldn't ride or die for what I believe. Please, you might could try me and see. What you think I'd like for 500 G's? When I could get by and still I provide for my seed. Never having to feed yours when mine wouldn't eat. Real one, play it for a hater. All day, rub it in their face like makeup. Hit the block with the rock like a layup. Ever since no hate dropped the stock, been well. I never gotta sell out. Trust God, you ain't gotta go the hell route. Everybody with the bag and you just might get it. But it's God over money and you just might miss it. Let's go. Mercy, know it so well. Could've wrote this from a cold cell. Now I'm praying on the floor of my hotel. Riding on the devil, taking no L's. He said, don't do it cause it won't sell. Now look, we ain't taking no L's. God say gold and it won't fail. Now look, we ain't taking no L's. Timing. Going way, way, way up like gas prices under Joe Biden. I got God, now my soul climbing. If the devil gon' run up on me, I'ma clothesline him. Clutch moments and I don't choke. Yeah, I ain't taking no L's like I don't smoke. Whoa, doing bangers for the lost souls. I keep going like the future city fitness, but he won't close. Total mind taking no L's. Holy Spirit knocking repeatedly, ringing bells. I was running from him, I wasn't afraid of hell. No be laying hands on the managers at hotels. The Holy Spirit just fell. Shit, this wrong word, that's a knee slapper. Lie on me again, you a recapper Stick to the vine, I'm a tree sapper Stay on my lane like a ski hazard Mercy, know it so well Could've wrote this from a cold cell Now I'm praying on the floor of my hotel Riding on the devil, taking no L's He said don't do it cause it won't sell Now look, we ain't taking no L's God say gold and it won't fail Now look, we ain't taking no L's God over money, God over money